Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. 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 And the Half Drunk Podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Emily. Welcome back. Thank you for being patient. Um, another late yes. episode. <laughs> but <laughs> Thanks you know, for bearing with us. Things have been stressful for Sam this week, and I've been traveling. I'm actually recording this episode from California, so whoop, whoop. we are, you know, just doing it when we can and giving you guys the episode you guys deserve. So Yes. And this episode, um, this week, is all about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, or as I would like to call it, Harry Potter and the Cursed Book of the Franchise. Oh, wow, that's so extreme. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate it. Um, But before we get into that conversation, um, let's talk about what we're drinking. All right, um... So, as I said before, I'm in California, which is wine country. So, it was, you know, just made sense to get some wine. But I was walking down and couldn't really find anything that I thought really fit the theme of this week. Um, so, I got a rosé because my favorite character of this book is Rose. So That's so cute and perfect. I wish I would have thought of that. Because <laughs> I was just, like, mingling around looking for something to drink and obviously like I stopped by the wine aisle first Mm -hmm. and I'm just like reading all the names of the wine trying to find something that I think could like tie in so I got this Pinot Noir and um it's from California so I'm with you in spirit oh I wish you were um, here for real I wish I was too all the time (laughs) (laughs) but it's called uh the prophecy which I thought was kind of cool because um Albus and Scorpius just kind of disturb the entire prophecy and they do fuck it all up. They try to fuck so. their dad's lives up, let's be real. Yeah. They do. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm drinking this episode. Cool. Do we want to try to do a Shag Mary Kill oh, for yes. Cursed Child? Let's do it. <laughs> Alright. Oh yes. So we didn't do a Shag Mary Kill last week, but we're bringing it back this week. Um... Shag, Mary Kill. <laughs> older version of Draco. Older version oh, of Ron. God. Older version of Harry. So, doofus Ron, which they made him so <laughs> stupid, which I will get to in a minute. Yeah. Bad father Harry. Whiner yep. Draco. So, n- not much has changed for him. Um, okay, for me, I really was not okay with how they made out Ron or Harry's character in this book. Yes, I agree. So, I think I would kill Harry, shag Ron, and marry Draco, because I feel like Draco's the only one who maybe has a hint of who he was before, and honestly is, I think, the better character out of the three of them in this book. Yeah. I'd say same, except for I would kill Harry, shag Draco, and then marry Ron. Just because, you know, he's my man, so. So you still love Ron. <laughs> Will I ever not love Ron? I don't think so. Like, I'm obsessed with Rupert Grant, too. So. Yeah. And he has a new show coming out. 
I'll be watching that. Really? He does. Um, but, all right. Should we just jump right in? I'll start. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, originally reading this book, um, and originally when planning this episode, I thought I was going to be on the pro side. Now I'm kind of more towards the middle. Um, I think the first time I read it, I've only read it twice. Um, the first time mm-hmm. I read it, I think I was just hype that... You know, I read Casual Vacancy. I read her other book that she put out. Um, I wasn't impressed. And I think... I think I, like... I read those all, like, in a... It took me longer for Casual Vacancy. Um, But I read those so quickly, like, trying to really be excited. Because she's my favorite author, you know? So I was just excited she put out something new. So when she just announced that she was putting this out, I was like, oh fuck yeah i'm so excited Mm -hmm. like this is perfect Mm -hmm. i devoured it you know i was telling sam like when i read it like i got stuck on the bus because it was really snowy um so my 30 minute commute turned in a two hour commute which was awful but i got (laughs) through this whole book in two hours and you know that was great for me but um yeah the second time around like i loved it the first time around and like i said i think i was just hype but the second time around like i had a six hour flight to california and i only read for part of it because i was like i can't do this <laughs> and i like tried yeah. to read on my commute to work and school like every day i was like all right i'm gonna get through it i like couldn't and i was like why yeah. can't i get through this and i think like we kind of touched on it like harry and ron's characters pissed me off so much like in this book because like it's not how you pictured them growing up and hermione's too yes Honestly, everybody's character pissed me off in this book. Ginny's was the only one who, like, was... Well, and Draco, who, like, from the original series, I was like, all right, yeah, I still relate to you. And I feel like it wouldn't be as, like, pronounced of a difference with them just because we didn't really get to know them as well as the core three. Yeah. So, like, I don't think that Jack Thorne and John Tiffany, the people who wrote Cursed Child, like, even really knew how to develop their characters Mm -hmm. because they didn't know enough about them but honestly i wouldn't want to see it if they did because i was so unimpressed like unlike you i mean i was like so fucking pumped when i heard there was going to be a new harry potter book because we all thought they were done like we thought deathly hollows was the last time we were ever going to hear anything about continuance anyone continuously has said that like even still she's like no you're not going to get any marauders or any back like after right so yeah so when that came out that it was happening i was just like the excitement was just like building so much in me i was like i wonder what it's gonna be about like i'm so excited and i don't think that i like processed Mm -hmm. through that excitement the fact that it was gonna be in like screenplay format which i really think i like that's not what bothers me about this book but it is a little different that you don't really get a lot of the description that her books had um because you know like i did theater i know how to read plays but it was just like it just wasn't there for me but i i also like flew through the book i think it was like finals or something and i was putting off studying and i was like no i gotta read harry potter priorities um so i flew through it but the entire time i think i was just like waiting for something to like get better for the book to like actually yeah. strike a chord with me and it just didn't and it just kept pissing me off the further and further I got like I think the yeah. only time that I was like 
legitimately interested in the plot was like the second time they went back and like came back mm-hmm. and there was like an alternate reality and like Harry was dead and Voldemort like was still alive and all this shit and that was like oh okay I see what would have happened if Harry hadn't beaten Voldemort that's interesting yeah. but other than that I was just like oh my god this writing is torture like torture I agree I mean like okay so again reading it like the beginning i like like when albus is nervous that he's going to be in slytherin well that's basically just the epilogue yes but like with a little more detail so Mm -hmm. like when i first started again i was like oh maybe i'm remembering this right like maybe it was really good and like sam's just i don't know being like she doesn't like it for some reason (laughs) so like (laughs) and I don't know. So I was like, so I was like, oh, this is good. And then Albus just starts hating Harry. Like he's like a little fucking emo kid. Like he's so pissed all the time. Fine, but like you know, it's not Harry's fault that he was the chosen one. Like he tried to fight it so hard for so long, and like he also had a very traumatic life. And he's giving you the best life he can. And like James was not like that. He was like, yeah, like I'm not as good as Dad, but like I'm gonna be me. Yeah. And I feel like understandably like maybe the he has like a middle child thing going on but I yeah don't, i don't know it was just so hard for me to get through like him whining and then like to the point where like harry thought he hated him and legit like harry was just so sad because harry gets sassy we all know this mm-hmm. and like like he was just done like and he i don't know i i don't think that harry was painted in the best light either no definitely like, not he was kind of a dick to his son like he told him he wished he didn't have him as a son which like that's not okay in any shape or form but like he also was just like kind of a bad friend now and like yes all this stuff and then ron my one of my favorite ron and hermione because hermione like just hated ron and i don't understand that and she was so different like one of the scenes that she was in she was like popping toffees in her mouth i was like what the fuck like you never even hear about hermione like having any affinity for sweets so that's just like that was like she was like don't tell ron yeah yeah hermione's not that kind of wife she'd be like yeah i had coffee i had toffee today like okay yeah yeah like and then in the universe where her and ron don't end up together i'm sorry she would still be like the minister of magic yeah she wouldn't just be a bitch all of a sudden either yes she wouldn't be like (laughs) teaching at hogwarts being a spinster and like when she sees him like hating it like that that would have not been hermione at all she would have still been friends with ron let's be real oh let's go don't even get me started on ron's character (laughs) well to take it back to like albus and scorpius in this book like i do think like they try to portray albus as being the complete opposite of harry like just in his abilities and whatever but i honestly feel like him and harry are so similar in the way that they are both portrayed in this book when they're both like super fucking moody and think that they're entitled (laughs) and honestly like a little selfish because like you see i think scorpius pretty much just like mic drops on albus at one point in the book where he's just like look I get it. Like, it's hard to live up to your father's spotlight, but no one's asking you to. Try being, like, said that you're the spawn of Voldemort every fucking day. Try having your mother die. Like, and I had never asked you for any support, and you sure as hell haven't given it. So it's like, try being a better friend, you fucking idiot. Well, I thought that through the whole book, like, you know, maybe at first he doesn't understand his dad, and maybe, yes, like, 
his older brother who also is like basically fred and george come back to life mm-hmm. um like I, like it must have been hard for him and i get it and i also get like his dad was super famous and like he ended up in slytherin and like that probably sucked for him but like he had a good friend like harry only had two friends let's be real right he had a good friend his friend ended up losing his mom he could have asked his dad how to relate to him or asked his mom or his uncle who they made seem just like a complete dumbass Mm -hmm. but like he could have asked and he didn't like you said like albus or no scorpius is like my second favorite character of this whole book because he's like look you're fine like my dad's draco malfoy i'm trying to live past the death eater stain but everyone thinks that my dad's voldemort like yeah everyone thinks i'm voldemort's son like you don't have it that bad yeah your (laughs) life could be worse yeah exactly all right so ron should we just start should we just get it over (laughs) sure the ron character jk rowling why did you let them do this how did she sign off on this fucking book like honestly i'm mildly pissed at her because i feel like she should have more respect for not like her brand but just the authenticity of the characters that she's created and nurtured this entire like 20 years yeah just like i feel like she sold out on this one i gotta be quite honest i don't know i mean like i said i'm kind of like in the middle at this point like do i think it was the best no i do enjoy the story because i think it's fun but the characters do make me a little angry like ron's character she makes just an idiot oh i cringe it's so cringy just like, like and i every understand time he opens that his mouth. like arthur was you know kind of like the lovable like airheady kind of guy you know like his dad was I mean, kind of but yeah. he was still intelligent yeah. he's still intelligent then they they paint ron to be like a battered husband basically even though like that's never gonna like that wouldn't have happened and then they make him just seem to be like the dumbest joke yeah. of them all and like, like ron was trying the most to make intelligent. him into one of the twins but he, that's not yeah like that's yeah he he had fun but he was more chill than that and yeah he liked sweets but yeah. it wasn't like i don't know it's, and he had more of like a sarcastic humor yeah like a dark sarcastic humor versus like a lovable idiot humor right he wasn't even lovable let's like, be honest in this story how can you read the past seven harry potter books and like we see ron's humor develop and i think it's like even on the last page of deathly hollows he says something that just kind of makes me laugh even though all this shit has happened at the end of the yeah. book but it's actually it is super like witty and sarcastic it's not just like dumb humor yeah. <sighs> i'm glad we agree on that yeah i <laughs> that's when I I just had to stop like and just put it down like so many times it made me so mad just reading them because I love these characters and I feel like they're being just tainted by this book (laughs) so yeah and I feel like other people agree with us like on Instagram it leaned more towards no we don't like it and then on Facebook it leaned more towards yeah we liked it so I think everyone's kind of split or isn't Facebook it's also more it's 47% liked it, 53 didn't. Oh, it so changed. S- somebody voted and it, it turned the tide. And I feel like, yeah. I mean... It's pretty divided. It, I know people, my dad liked it. Really? He liked it. 
I don't know how much he liked it. But, but I feel like there's probably it. people out there who like, yeah, we're hardcore fans, and I'm I'm sure we're not the hardest of core fans. But I think some people hardcore. out there. We have probably, a podcast devoted to talking well, about it. Yeah, but I also feel like there's some people out there who they're just going to love anything Harry Potter related, and they don't true. care about the quality of like the writing or the story or anything. It's just like, oh, an- another Harry Potter media to consume? Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, in a sense, I love that we had the chance, but there are just so many things that I feel like could have been better about it, and yeah. I was left feeling disappointed. How do you feel about, like, the time traveling aspect? Was that interesting for you? Because I feel like that was, like, what kept me reading. Exactly, yeah. That was the part that I was like, okay, there's potential here. Mm-hmm. So, the, like I said before, the second time they went back and came back to the... Um, present was the most interesting for me because that was when things were like drastically different like the first time there was only minor changes like ron was married to padma and we talked about hermione was the defense against the dark arts teacher not so unrealistic rose wasn't born and then the second time they come back and like snape is alive harry's dead umbridge is headmistress albus wasn't ever born so then like scorpius has to save everybody but here's my thing I don't think Scorpius would have been alive either. So I did some background research into... So you think uh, Draco wouldn't have survived the battle? No. I did some research into Draco's wife. Um, and apparently, J.K. Rowling in an interview said that um, she didn't really care too much about like the pureblood thing. And I feel like Draco didn't... If we're being honest, he was just spewing what his dad said. And then right. towards the end, he, like, also didn't really agree with it. Um, mm-hmm. Or he would have sold Hermione out, let's be real. Um, mm-hmm. And Harry in the last book. But, so anyway, I did some research, and she didn't care. And I think if Voldemort had won, and Harry had died, and Draco had to still, like, live up to the typical Malfoy name and reputation... Oh, he wouldn't have married her. No. He would have married Pansy. So then Scorpius wouldn't have been alive either because, you know, if his mom didn't care, Draco would have been like, well, I can't, I can't marry her. Like, you know, so. Yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of timeline was a little skewed. But honestly, like the whole point of, I understand they had to give Delphi an N. Like it had to make sense somehow, you know, but like making her be cedric diggory's dad's <laughs> niece was just so random to me like there could have been another point in the series that like made more sense to be like oh we should time travel back to this point to change the course of time but cedric dying isn't that for me it just isn't i mean i get the point that albus is trying to make by like showing that yeah, Harry defeated Voldemort, but he also, like, had a lot of people die for him on his path to doing that. So I think that he chose Cedric because that was, like, the first person to actually die for him in his, like, facing of Voldemort. So I get that, and that was, like, obviously a super tragic death, but I don't get, like, how Delphi was incorporated into the story that way. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I think that she could have been brought in a different way than just, like, faking being related to the Diggories. 
Yeah, like, her character's place just didn't... I mean, it made sense with her goal, but the placement of her character with Amos Diggory of all... Like, it just didn't make sense at mm-hmm. all to me. I don't know. When I first read it, I was like, what? Like, who's Amos Diggory? Like, yeah. I had to, like, think back to, like, oh, that's Cedric's dad. Like, it, I don't know, it was just so weird. I don't know. But I do think that her character exists for real so she just probably lives with like she honestly probably was taken in by, by Narcissa so like Draco hmm. clearly knew about her that's interesting so maybe I don't know maybe she was hidden away somehow so that like yeah she was probably hidden away and then or maybe it was made to look like it was Narcissa's kid that could be an, a possibility as well I mean, I kind of think, though, if Voldemort and Bellatrix had a kid, he wouldn't want people knowing that he had a kid because then he has, like, a weakness that someone could attack. So maybe Mm -hmm. he made Bellatrix keep it a secret, and maybe the kid wasn't raised. Like, maybe the kid was raised in a fucking orphanage like he was. That is definitely a possibility. I don't know, because, like, he clearly probably, let's be real, wouldn't care what happened to the kid. Right. So... She could have very well been raised in an orphanage. I just feel like Bellatrix would have wanted her to know she was a witch from, like, a yeah. young age. Because, like, she really cared about the bloodline. So, I don't know. But I do think her character exists regardless. That was my point. <laughs> no, I think her character exists, for sure. That is definitely, uh, like, is a possibility that they conceived a child at some point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's been, like established by jk rowling that she does exist i just think that and i actually i really liked her character i'm not really liked but i liked her character until i found and honestly i had a feeling from the beginning that she wasn't great and that something was gonna happen with her yeah you can tell pretty early like that she's like shady as hell like she's pretty weird oh um I just googled it because I was curious about Delphine's upbringing. And um, so Bellatrix's husband, Rodolphus, survived the battle, Mm -hmm. but he was sent to Azkaban. So Delphi was an orphan, and Euphemia Roll took Delphi in and raised her, allegedly only because she was offered a substantial amount of gold. According to Delphi, Roll was not fond of her. She kept a pet auguary and claimed that it cried because it knew Delphi was going to meet a sticky end. Delphi didn't go to Hogwarts, and she apparently had little to no contact with other children, claiming that she didn't have a best friend at the age of 14, and that she even invented an imaginary one when she was younger. Uh, At some point, Rodolphus was either released from Azkaban or escaped a second time, and he told Delphi about her true heritage and the prophecy he believed she was meant to fulfill. So... Why didn't she go to Hogwarts? That's my question. If the woman didn't like her, why wouldn't she send her away? I guess they still were trying to keep her a secret from everybody. Hmm. Because, you know... She would be pretty damn powerful. And people wouldn't trust her. Like, you're the spawn of Voldemort. She'd probably be fucking locked up as soon as someone figured out who she was. So, yeah. then she finds Amos, obviously, and puts him under a confundus charm to make him believe that she's his niece. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, then we know the rest. But I kind of... 
I don't know. I felt for her. I felt sympathy for her. So. I still do. I mean, yeah, she's evil, but she's, like, kind of a badass. Like, that, what a plan to put together, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I still liked her. I feel like the women in this, well, the young women, not Hermione, um, although it's still impressive that she's Minister of Magic, let's be real. Um, I feel like the young, the girls were, again, like, a at least the highlight for me. Like, I really liked Delphi, and I liked Rose, because she's just Hermione, but with Ron's old sense of humor um but yeah I don't know I I don't know I don't, this is so hard for me to talk about just because like I don't know where I stand I'm very indifferent I didn't like it the second time but yeah. I don't like not I don't like hate it I don't know um how do you what do you think about the fact that Albus was sorted into Slytherin because realistically like I don't think that would have been the case because he has such a strong, like, Gryffindor bloodline, and then Harry obviously was a Gryffindor bloodline. Okay, so, yes, he's part Weasley, so I feel like that would have some say. Uh, I see him more as a Hufflepuff, I'll be honest, Um, but with a little bit of Gryffindor in him, but I do see him as a Hufflepuff, and here's why. So, they only gave, really, Harry the choice to choose what house he was in so like i'm not sure that we know of that yes that we know of but i'd like honestly feel like the sorting out does take it into account but i think it's just like what your core being is but personally i think that harry would have been fine in slytherin i think he wouldn't have really had friends but mm-hmm. yeah so that's why he's a gryffindor and because he's the good guy but honestly like albus getting sorted in um to slytherin doesn't I, it just doesn't really shock me because he is a little bit darker than his dad i mean it doesn't shock me because i think that that was necessary for him and scorpius to become best buds which is obviously the whole like driving factor of this story yeah. but i think realistically like if i was just going based off the original seven harry potter books plus the epilogue 19 years later yeah i don't believe that albus would realistically be sorted into Slytherin. I think that he would have had the sorting head on his head, and if it would have given him a choice, he would have picked Gryffindor. Because I really, like... I don't know. I think he was just made to be the way that he was just for the purpose of this book and for the development of him being best friends with Scorpius, who was Draco's child, which, as we kind of talked about um, before, before we were even recording, we were talking about how, like, this is the new embodiment of, like, fulfilling the whole, like, there's, like, a a fantasy among Potterheads yes. that, like, Harry and Draco could be best friends. Or more. And... Yeah. Or more. <laughs> yeah. It, and there's undertones That's of a, that It's a well. huge thing. There's, like, it has a really big backing. Yeah. Right. So this is sort of, like, answering that, like, fantasy that Albus and Scorpius are, like, really close best friends yeah and them being the sons of harry and draco sort of um answers that which i really do like how close their friendship is Mm -hmm. like me too i think it's really sweet how much they care for each other it kind of echoes like he found his ron you know and like that's good that's really good but even ron and harry weren't that close like ron and harry didn't hug like hug it out and like that's true they didn't tell each other how much they, like, appreciated their friendship, you know? That's like, true. 
they just knew that each other had each other's back. They didn't have to say it, whereas Albus and Scorpius said it. express yeah. it a lot. Yeah, I liked their friendship. I thought... But, you know, also, like, their parents were pissed about the friendship. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, I can't see Harry, like, being that angry. Like I said, it does, no. It didn't shock me that they were friends. Like, yes, they're in the same house, but even if they weren't and they were just in classes together, I feel like they would have been friends regardless. It just made sense. Like, usually, like, you know, I don't know. Usually when I thought about it, I'd be like, oh, I bet their, fr- their kids are going to be friends. Because it's just, it just, it makes sense. You were never led to believe at any point during the epilogue that Harry and Draco weren't, like, They're cordial. Fine. Like, yeah, they they just didn't give a fuck. It was like, yeah, the past is the past, you know. In the end, Draco sort of redeemed himself a little yeah. bit. And he didn't turn so, him in. He could have. That would have been the end of it. Right, right. there. So, like, let bygones be bygones. That's how it seemed like everything was with them. I mean, the book, the last line is all is well, or all was well, or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's just like... Clearly all was not well, because a bunch of shit was about to go <laughs> down, and Harry turned into an asshole, so... Right. So somewhere between King's Cross and the next couple chapters of Cursed Child, Harry just had a huge problem with Draco and Draco's son being friends with his son. So I just yeah. I just don't think it's... I don't know. And I think really it's the fact that J.K. Rowling didn't actually write it. Yeah, she was like part of it. And, but- the, and the fact that it was like a screenplay. Like maybe if it had the chance to actually have been a novel... I would have liked it more. There would have been more description, for sure. She probably would have given some more background. I just really wish that I heard her voice in it. Like, I don't hear her voice at all in this book. And I think that's partly because it's a screenplay, and then partly because there were other people involved in it. So, I feel like if it had the chance to actually be a novel, and she would have fleshed it out and taken the time to, like, really develop the dialogue and the characters, I would have been totally fine with it. And I would have been happy to reread it again. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I would have wanted to see it. So that was going to be my next question. Would you ever see it? I would see it. Yeah. I mean, if I had the opportunity to go see the play, you know me, I love theater. Of course, I would go watch it. Maybe I would think differently of it afterwards. I'm, you know, I'm always going to be open to consume Harry Potter in a new type of form. Yeah. I've never seen a Harry Potter play before in the flesh. I was in one, but <laughs> I would love to go watch one, and I would I would love to see it. Yeah. But what about you? Oh yeah, I'd see it. I'd yeah. I I don't know. I'd pretty much do any like. I read this book because it was a Harry Potter book. I, I would see the play because it's mm-hmm. a Harry Potter play. I'm pretty devout. Exactly. Like <laughs> I'm into it. So. Right. But I'm not going to say that I love it or I'm obsessed with it just because it's something Harry Potter. But, you know, honestly, like, I think it'd be really hard for me to see because, like, that's not those... Those aren't those characters for me. Like, if they were Mm -hmm. to make this into a movie in, like, ten years and had Emma Watson and Rupert Grant and um, Daniel Radcliffe in it, then, yeah, I'm... (laughs) you know those are those characters for me so it's like really difficult for me i think when i like saw the casting like i just those weren't the characters i saw so 
yeah. I do like no, I the Africa, or I guess it won't be Af- the Black Hermione. I do like the Black Hermione. I think that's very interesting. But Emma Watson mm-hmm. is my Hermione, and like to see anyone else play her is just like bizarre. So. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing when it's adapted for yeah. the stage instead of the screen. Like obviously they're not the only one they may have a chance of is Daniel because of his uh, history on the stage. Yeah, I mean Daniel's into theater with Equus. <laughs> well, yeah, but he was also in How to Succeed in Business. Yes, he was not really trying. But Equus, <laughs> oh my god! But Equus, <laughs> like, okay, okay, Daniel. Uh, all right. So yeah. We agree with you guys. You, well, not all of you. Well, I, I guess I'd kind of, I see where people are coming from. I could see where it would be appealing. Um, just because it's a new story, it's a new chapter. You know, if you thought like Harry's character was too perfect or annoying, like maybe you'd really like him this way. Oh, I don't think he was ever. Per- a no, I don't think I don't either. I think he was very flawed. But there could be people mm-hmm. who were like, "Oh, well, you know, of course he's the chosen one," or you know, or maybe they didn't like Harry's character at all. Which I know you and I were never like his biggest fan, but you know, he's still fucking Harry Potter. I still don't think he's an asshole to his kids. I don't buy yeah, that. I, I don't buy that him. one. I'm sorry. He didn't have parents. He's he's yeah. treating those kids like. Per, like he is not a perfect dad i'm sure but yeah. he went through too much time not having parents to like just blow it yeah mm-hmm. i wish i would have seen more about little willie yeah it's like hugo didn't exist though at all yeah hugo was just like barely mentioned lily made like a slight appearance and i just picture her as like miniature jenny but yeah i don't know that's that's I don't know if there's much more I can say about it, just because, like, I don't know if it deserves much more to be said about it, to be uh, quite yeah, honest. Without repeating ourselves. But. Right. Um, thank you guys for your patience with this episode again. <laughs> and for listening. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for listening. Follow us at HP Half Drunk on Instagram and Twitter. Like us on Facebook subscribe to us on the podcast app and give us a rating mm-hmm. and reviews i love yes. reading the reviews they make me so happy i almost cried the other day <laughs> your reviews are great thank you and the and if you give us a rating tell us why so yeah that'd be great all right well thanks and have a good week mischief managed